This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 6, Silk and Madness. Hello, this is Paul. I'm the DM. This is Tales of Swordfall, and who am I with tonight? Hey, Paul. This is Camille, and I play Ray, the paladin. And I'm Amanda, or DM Dystrus, playing Tabby Tipsy Tail, the hex buckler. And this is Sam, and I play Stu, the sorcerer. This is Chris, and I play Flea, the lizard folk. This is Alex, and I play Krakatur, the Air Genasi Barbarian. If you've been listening, or just keeping track of what the group has been doing, um, the main bulk of the group was in a really bad fight with some horrible pirates. May have exploded. No, they did. Everyone exploded on that ship. Everybody who was off the ship was fu- well, no, Krakatur got really beaten up. Yes, I did. Yep. Um, and the main bolt kind of went off afterwards and went to Taz's, ha- well, apartment. But we don't know what Stu has been up to the last uh, several, probably about 12 hours. So let's let's discuss some of that. Where we left Stu was in a bathhouse, <laughs> getting massaged, getting bathed, getting shampooed, and what distracted you enough to not notice that all your friends just kind of, or newfound friends, went off? Um. Well, so, I noticed that quite a few... You see quite a few of of the of the um employees let's call them of of the 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 bathhouse seem to be um downtrodden and uh they needed help and so uh i i offered to listen to one of them uh as they needed to blow off some steam and 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 just you know let the weight of the world come off of their shoulders and um and uh, so i i held a little counseling session with three or four of these um these workers as they were getting you know as, as their shift was completing and they they were getting off of work and they uh they had treated me so well while they were on duty that uh i i asked them about themselves and i got to know them quite well and and i f- i just felt really bad about some of them uh, about some of their situations and uh and i felt like they just needed to know they had somebody that was friendly and would support them and would stand up for them and i gave them some advice you know because i Stu, in any way is you know he's from a clan he knows what it's like to be you know, part of a group of people who put a lot of pressure. And so I, I, uh, I was having a private counseling session with all of the 
bathhouse workers that were getting off of their shift. I didn't even notice my people had left. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> it's the best I can come up with on short notice. <laughs> you know, that's glorious, though. I, I like that, you know, deep down inside, Stu's, you know, defies his natural tendency of being an evil kobold to be, like, a sweet, nice, just generally probably better than most humans. You know, I think Stu's worldview is, in his naivete, he... he really believes that humans need to be rescued from themselves. And, um, and so that's what he, that's, that's what his calling is becoming, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you see one of his, um, his ideals or one of his, what is it? What do you, what do you call that one? There's, there's a bonds and, and ideals and flaws, right? Uh, yeah. My bond that I have with the world, with the population of people that I surround myself with, is that no one else should have to endure the hardships that I have been through myself. So when I saw these downtrodden bath workers, you know, I, the bathhouse employees, I just, I felt so bad. I, I ended up trying to help them for a good solid 12, 14 hours, something like that. Cool. And, uh, Give me just a general charisma check. Wanna, <laughs> I just want to see an outcome of something. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Honestly, the bad rolls make it more fun than good rolls a lot yeah. of times. So, so I think I think with my role, let me give you my interpretation of my role. I think Stu uh, did a really good job with about half of the people that he was trying to interact with and those people really really enjoyed the time they spent with him and he uh he probably uh earned their trust in some way shape or form and in, in some small minute amount but i think probably about half the people decided that he's a pompous little jerk um you know because he has that affectation of you know using really $20 words when a five cent word will do and saying pardon me and having this sort of, uh, you know, almost look down your nose at him. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, that despite uh, the fact that he's a kobold, so he kind of starts off a little scruffy looking in the first place. I think, uh, I think some people just maybe feel bad for him uh, and overlook the sort of pompous coding and they see the soft, warm heart inside. Uh, well, at least one of the workers decides that you are actually really charming, and you are super cute. Aww. And they decide to take you home for the night, because you probably explain that, oh yeah, I live like across the river or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> no, you can't go through this district with your stature and, you know, all that. So you end up going closer to the river in this like horrible little apartment. It's all <laughs> she really has. You know, the door, you have to like lift it up a little to close it, mm -hmm. and then it has like five locks on it. And, you know, it's, it's basically one room. There's enough room for like a small bed. And there's, like, what works as, essentially, just a stove and a heater on one side. 
it's probably not very safe. It's probably a fire hazard, but, you know, this is back in yay old times where safety regulations wasn't really a big thing. <laughs> well, while I'm there uh, with her, her name, by the way, is Teresa, just so you know. Teresa uh, or Teresa, yeah. okay, Teresa with a T. Uh, I clean her entire apartment and uh, fluff up, fluff up the pillows, and you know, sort of straighten up the mattress and keep keep everything as clean as possible. Because you know, we wouldn't want someone to get the wrong impression. And when you're done, she just starts crying because no one has ever treated her so nicely so you're you're like the first part of your night is like spent doing you know therapy sessions with all these bathhouse workers and then the rest of the night is spending this this time with this very emotional woman and uh you know she's just really grateful and you know, she basically cries herself to sleep. Okay. Um, when I realize that, uh, I'll probably sleep for a couple hours as well, but when I, when I wake up and I realize that it's really late and I don't know where everyone else is, I, uh, do my best to, um, uh, not wake her up and I, I write her a little note but I'm I'm not um, extremely I, I'm I'm not I'm not extremely good at writing, so it probably looks like chicken scratch on a little piece of trash paper or something. Um, in fact, it's probably not even on paper. She probably doesn't have paper or papyrus or vellum anywhere. But I I, I just scratch out a message like on the wall near the door, um, that that says something like. Um, Always believe in yourself and never give up. Wow. <laughs> uh, and you you just kind of leave. Yeah, and then I leave. All right. Um, do you, do you try to go back to your um your house or do you like go out and do anything else? Um, I think um. I'm going to try to find clues about where everybody went. Okay. I, th I think they're probably in trouble and I need to find them. Oh, yeah. I'm, start I'm starting to feel bad now because now I have spent a lot of time dealing with just a few people. And uh, I kind of ignored the people who helped me, uh, uh, you know, like rescued me from, you know, the, the pirates that were attacking us and then the gelatinous cube. And then, you know, m where my house is, is basically probably overrun with those tomb, whatever's coming out of that tomb. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I abandoned these people who probably need my help. Okay. Um, give me an investigation. Okay. Let me see if I open the character again, if it'll work. All right. Seven. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it's like when you step outside, it's pretty noisy. And um, you swear you hear just 
a horrible rumbling noise off in the distance, but it's kind of hard to tell what that actually is. But, uh, you know that Taz lives somewhere in this district because, you know, she's like, hey, I live around here and I know this bathhouse. And that's essentially why you were there. Okay. So you you know that you could probably, if you ask enough people, you might be able to find her. Okay. Um, I will ask around, but uh, I don't want to call attention to myself or anyone else, so I will try to do that as surreptitiously as I can. Okay. Um, so do you want, like, a stealth or something? Um, actually, I want you to give me a 1d4. Just straight up 1d4 roll. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so it takes you about an hour to basically find just someone who would talk to you. Because you are a kobold after all, and uh, yeah. they're still kind of considered monsters in this city. Mm -hmm. uh, but finally, someone takes pity on you and your lost look um, to actually start just acknowledging that you exist and... You know, not throw anything at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm very, very, very grateful that you are willing to to speak to me about the neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's okay. You're a you're a nice guy, a little short, but you're you're a good buddy. Well, thank you. You're a good buddy as well, and I I I tried to wear shoes with, with big heels to make myself taller, but it never quite works, you see. Yeah. I end up falling over. You, you know, you can always try just thicker soles. That's you know, what I do. And he takes off his shoe, and he holds it in front of you, and you notice that <laughs> they're basically like platform shoes. And he kind of gives you this like wobbly thumbs up. <laughs> I I nod and and those are very very wonderful shoes. Did you get them specially made? Yeah, my my dad's my dad's dad's a cobbler. You you know cobblers, they actually don't make pastries. They they make shoes. Ah, I see. And and they they put the pastry in the shoe. I. Uh, Hmm. He he just kind of thinks about it and starts like squishing the sole, <laughs> and he yeah. You might be able to tell that he well actually give me an insight. <laughs> there's there's something only a little off. I mean, he smells kind of of alcohol, but he can't quite pinpoint what exactly is wrong with this guy. Okay. He's a human. Is that? Um, he's, he's very short for a human. Okay. Okay. He, but, he, you know, He might humans. be a kind of tall, uh, halfling. I, I just think he's a small human. And, yeah. you know, all humans, they need help. So, he probably is just one of those that needs help. Yep. God, Stu's just saving the neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. 
So, good buddy, you you look you look a little little lost. Yes, yes, I am lost. You see, um, I had a group of friends, uh, and uh, unfortunately, I was waylaid, and um, they went on without me, and uh, I I do not know where they are. Yeah, friends do that sometimes. You know, you go to the bar, you meet them. You play cards, you lose all your money, then they all pick you up and throw you out. Ah, I see. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Uh, I, unfortunately, I also lost all my money um, at the bathhouse. Yes, they, um, they charge for their services, you see, and, and they're worth a lot. Uh, so I've, <laughs> I have nothing, and I, I, I sort of pull, turn, you know, turn out a couple of my pockets on my robes. You know what we need? We need to find a good place to sober up, get money, and um, find your friends. Maybe find me friends. Now, you're my friend. We're going to stick together. And he, All right. Yes. Yes. He takes a hold of your shoulder and just kind of like wiggles you. <laughs> and uh, he stands up and uh, just starts walking off in a direction. Okay. Uh, I I trail after him and I I say, but but but, but excuse me, excuse me. Uh, perhaps um, perhaps you saw my friends. Um, there are a uh, how do you say? They are a motley crew. It's some um, very very large blue man and. Uh, one that looks kind of like a lizard, uh, and a very furry one, and a couple of humans, I think. Um, do, have you seen that group? Uh, what? Mm, mm, uh, no. Uh, oh, do they have a? Bad. Do they have like? Um, do they chase after people who like stab other people? Um, I'm not sure. I suppose they might. Uh, is is this something that you saw? Yeah, there's like a tiefling and a tabaxi, and I think, uh, what are those weather people called? Gen nasties and, mm. uh, what, there's a... Uh, Looking lady and uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I recognize the genasty one that you're talking about. Yes, yes. Do you know where they went to? Uh, last time I saw them, they were chasing after someone, and the guards were chasing them. And... Yes, we should we should go that direction. Which direction was that? Mm. It was and. He doesn't really finish the sentence, and he just starts walking off in a direction. <laughs> okay. Uh, does does my awesome insight roll a few minutes ago <clears throat> um, tell me whether he whether I think he knows where he's really going, or do I think he's just lost interest? Uh, at least you can tell he's as lost as you are. Okay. Uh, is is there anyone else around that has been like witnessing this interaction? Uh, yeah, there's probably some, uh, women 
Or, yeah, there's probably some sex workers around here because you are closer to the river. Okay. Uh, I'm going to approach one of them uh, and... Um, Pardon me, pardon me. Uh, that that uh, a gentleman over there, the the short one there, walking away. He um he mentioned earlier that there was um a kerfuffle and uh, a, a a cat person and a genasty and and these other uh people were running and there was some sort of a knife fight or so. Do you, did did you see have did you happen to see that earlier? And I try to look as pathetic as possible. Uh, one of them looks at you and just kind of gives you this, like, oh, look. And she's like, oh, you must mean the one guy who's stabbing all the dancers. Uh, sure, yes. Yeah, there was a group of, uh, I think, mercenaries who were chasing after him. Um, and... You know, oh man, you should have seen them. The the tabaxi woman was climbing up walls. The gymnasty was, he was, mm. she gives just kind of this thirsty look as she thinks back to Krakatur. <laughs> and she kind of loses her, her thought process for a moment, but snaps back to, yeah, um, oh, and there is that one bard, um, is it Tiz? No, Taz. That's who she is. Yes, yes, the musical one. Very, very talented, isn't she? Eh, I mean, she tells stories. And oh, okay. she just kind of, like, shrugs. Yeah, so I... about 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 the um the the gymnasty, yes that one um do you know what direction they all went now the guards kind of made everyone go away after uh you know everyone went out on the rooftop and... uh if i could the, find the, 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 the roof rooftop which one oh uh follow me it's easier to show you Oh, but thank you so much. If you are looking for Taz, I know where she kind of lives at, like where her apartment oh. is. Uh, sure, if you if you would be willing to show me that. Yeah, I don't know if they're actually in or not. They could have got arrested all by the guards, but... Oh, hmm. But well, it would be, be best if I checked, I think. Hey, at least you'll know where she lives and you can find her again. Yes, yes, very good. That that would be wonderful. Thank you. And uh, she starts, like, she picks up a cloak that's long and just kind of covers herself in it and starts walking off with you. Is it, uh, is it well made? Is it, um, does it have holes or anything in it? It, it looks, it looks well made. It looks a little, like, utilitarian. Just, it's mm -hmm. meant to... You know, either keep you warm or not wet or, you know. Okay. It's not was, too if fancy. It, if, it, if it had any rips or anything, I was going to, you know, cast mending on it as we walked. Man, Stu's too, too good for this game. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm, try, I'm going for something here. <laughs> so you uh, start walking through the streets. 
the sun is starting to rise little by little and uh takes you probably a good half hour 45 minutes to actually uh get to the group of apartments you know it's it looks quaint there's a lot of them she just kind of points at the front door and she's like uh maybe they have a list of who lives there depends on the <laughs> landlord okay uh thank you so much uh how can i ever repay you for this this is this has been wonderful uh you were a nice guy that's all i need well thank you yeah well it's almost time for me to get back home i hope you find taz thank you very much i i do as well have a wonderful day she just kind of nods in return <laughs> and she starts leaving as uh you approach the apartments stay tuned for the next part of this episode Please consider listening to these podcasts. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurers Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes her fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my god! god! Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? So yeah. Like, uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.